Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We appreciate you joining us today. We're beginning a new series of topics this month about finding connection and love. Today, April will be joined by our counselor, Mike Spencer, as they discuss how to tell when someone is safe for you. Thanks for listening. Our hope is to offer you some practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux from Care to Change. I'm so glad you have chosen to spend this time with us. It's February. I can't believe we're already one month into 2022. And we are kicking off a new series today. And it is entitled Finding Connection and Love. And so during the month of February, we're going to talk about how to know when someone is safe for you. Uh, how to feel more like a soulmate than a roommate in your marriage, Mm -hmm. how to connect and find love and connection with your kids in this age of technology, and then also how to connect to God through prayer. So we have a good lineup this month. We're kicking it off with how to tell when someone is safe for you. And we have a special guest who I always love to have on the podcast, Mike Spencer, one of our counselors. Mike, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here. I'm so glad that you're with us again. I always learn every time we're together, and I know today will be no different. So, well, Mike, it's the beginning of 2022 still. So tell me something different for you in 2022 than in 2021. Wow. I'll be older. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) right right you have a big birthday this year right yeah number 60 yeah it's coming up and so the the thing for me is I always it's the the middle birthdays or the fives are harder for me than the than the the o's so 55 feels worse than 60 because you kind of know you're heading into the 60s you're over that hill yeah you're getting closer to 60 and by the time 60 comes I'm I'm used to that idea I'm going to be 60 but you're doing yeah. a pretty neat thing this year. Are you sharing it publicly? What uh, you're doing? You know, a little, little bit trying to, you okay? try to run 50 miles. So it's amazing. That's yeah. Amazing. So that's just at 60. Yeah. Well, and, and hopefully my body will do that. <laughs> It'll cooperate. It is not cooperating like it used to. <laughs> well, I have, I've been just listening to your journey uh, from afar on that. And so I cannot wait to see how this unfolds for you, but Glad you're here and glad you're going to kick off this series to talk about finding love and connection or connection and love and how to know when someone's safe. It's such an important question because the core of the human Mm -hmm. soul, we long for connection and love. And so often, as you know, you're obviously Mike's one of our counselors here at Care to Change. And as you know, working with parents and marriages and men. Right. We often look for love and connection in ways that are not healthy for us, or we stay in relationships that aren't healthy because we're still yearning for that love and connection, Right. which is why I thought it would be important for us to start with, well, when is someone safe and when are they not safe? And, and how can you tell if it's, if this is the right person to try to connect with versus connecting and then finding it to be disruptive or, or unhealthy. So So talk a little bit about first, when we say safety, what is safety in a relationship? Well, so that makes me think of why do we have the month of love, like with a guy with a bow and arrow, right? (laughs) Going to shoot ass. That that doesn't seem safe, but I I had to just have to say that my, my, my dad joke is coming out of me. That's funny. (laughs) You know, and I never even thought of that. So that's now imprinted in my mind. Right. Well, you know, when it comes to safety, 
you know, that, that I, it's about not just like, uh, you know, is this person going to physically, right, treat me safe? I think hopefully we'd all, we would kind of quickly see that and, and run. But emotional safety in many mm-hmm. ways, does this person care about my opinions, my thoughts? When I express, you know, who I am and my emotions, does this person listen and accept them? Uh, without particularly trying to change them. Mm-hmm. I think that that kind of, you know, where we start was that feeling safe kind of internally or relaxed with this person enough to let down our guard when we are being our authentic self. Okay. And that's, that's safety. So letting down, having that, that internal sense that mm-hmm. when you are your authentic self, you can remove the guard to become right. your authentic self. That's Right. When you know that it's a safe person. Right. Okay. Right. And well, that's the safety that you're looking for. So we're kind of defining that safety right. is you want that person that allows you to do that. Right. Right. To be authentic, no pretense, no worrying uh, about how they're going to respond or mm-hmm. to me. That's a pretty big challenge. It is. It is because I'm thinking of feeling judged. Right. You know, feeling inadequate, mm-hmm. being afraid that they may leave, you know, two right. basic fears of, of humans, inadequacy yeah. and abandonment. Right. And, and how do you know that you can be your authentic self without fear, right. you know, of judgment or abandonment mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or really just being met with curiosity? Tell yes. me more what that means. Right. You're showing me your authentic self. Show me more. Tell me more about what that means right. for you. Um, and, and I, I think if we define safety from that regard, and that seems like such an excellent definition, it really narrows, it naturally narrows the scope of who is safe in life. Right. Right. And right. safety isn't your social media connections. No. <laughs> right. And yes. so we, you know, we, we look for mm-hmm. connections in so many ways, but social media, there's no right. way to know. If right. you're, well, there is way by comments, but right. you know, how are you being received? Yes. Viewed. Right. Um, are they curious? Mm-hmm. You know, about- and it also comes with it, you know, implicit that there's a time, right? It, mm-hmm. Knowing that takes some time. Mm-hmm. Now there's sometimes you may pick up on that pretty quickly with a person, but you, you, but you don't actually know it yet mm-hmm. until enough time passes to see how they react and respond to you, right? You may be, you may have a cup of coffee with somebody you just met and feel like, wow, I can tell you anything. Right. Well, uh, give it some time. Right. right? <laughs> give it right. some time. <laughs> and I hear that a lot working with couples. I know you do too. Mm-hmm. Oh, we met and it was, you know, quite love at first sight or right. we knew instantly, you know, mm-hmm. and like, well, it, it was, you might've thought instantly is proven over time. Right. Right. And it may be the, the proof was accurate and maybe not, but right. Or I thought it was, but then six months later, I was already in this relationship. And by then I realized. Right. right? So the time is an important factor. Right. In that. So what are some elements that show that someone is safe? How would I know that someone is safe, that I can let my guard down to be my authentic self? And I think some of them, of course, we feel and experience them. So we put them kind of into, you know, descriptions. And that is sort of that. That someone does encourage you to express your feelings. Okay. Right. And then in expressing them, they accept them. Okay. Right. 
they're not trying to get you to feel differently necessarily. Mm-hmm. They're they're simply they're accepting them as you express them. So they're they're open to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which uh, means that there's been some time or some context for you to be able to do that, to express feelings and also hear their expression. Another thing I think, you know, is that a safe person, when they're communicating to you their needs and feelings, so communicating directly, they're not hinting, mm-hmm. they're not implying, they're, they're, they're saying that this, this is what I need. Right. And so you get that direct communication. You don't have to, you're not left trying to figure out what their needs are, right? But safe people are able to uh, know what their needs are and direct, communicate them in, in direct language. So when you say directly, it's in a healthy way. Right. So the person is an, another indicator. So they encourage you to express yourself. Right. They receive your expression without trying to change. Right. And then they are able to express their needs directly. So they use their voice Mm -hmm. in a healthy way. Right. Okay. That is a big one, right? It sure is. Yeah. Expressing your needs in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And one, if they don't encourage you to express your feelings, or if they're not accepting of your feelings... Mm -hmm or if they're trying to change, or if they're not direct in expressing their own needs, if it's indirect or it's passive aggressive or it's aggressive, those are all signs that someone's not safe. Correct, right, right. That that one's a challenging, as you said, because there's this ideal, romantic ideal of if a person really loves me, they should know what I need. Right, it's false. Oh man, that's totally So false. So false, and don't, impose that on yourself and don't impose it on other people right right it is not going to go well right so unfair right i hear that from from women you know in counseling it's like why do i have to tell him well because he's not you right and so how is he to know what's happening and not gonna know you know it's just not a fair expectation right right and i have found myself saying to myself well, she should know. Mm-hmm. And then I have to say, Mike, that's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> you right. have to tell her. Right. <laughs> be the safe person. Right. And be direct. Right. Because, you know, it does take some vulnerability to say what you need. It does. Right. So there's an exchange of authenticity mm-hmm. when sharing what the need is. Right. So like I'm going to be direct with what my need is. Therefore I'm being vulnerable, mm-hmm. but I'm doing mm-hmm. that as an attempt to show you that I'm safe to be around. I'm going to show that by modeling it. Right. That's so difficult. So I can hear listeners just from the experience and I'm sure you have it to hear, but I can hear listeners saying, Oh, that, is exactly the reason why I don't feel safe in my marriage. What do I do? Yeah, I, I think that, well, then you try to come to counseling and, and ask them to come to counseling and kind of work through mm-hmm. and create new strategies, new ways of communicating mm-hmm. with each other. So if the person isn't willing mm-hmm. to come to counseling, you know, we're, we're only right. responsible for ourselves, right? That's correct. And so what, what would you tell a person if they said to you, I'm not in a, an emotionally safe relationship, whether it was a friendship, I guess friendship right. and marriage would be different because how mm-hmm. you respond can be different. Yeah. And so I would begin to look at that from a 
kind of question of, you know, the question as well, do you expect that this is a person who, if you asked to change and you were persistent and asking for, would they change? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And would that change be for the better? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and then I would also want to know why is it that this person is functioning this way? Are there ways of engaging empathetically mm-hmm. with them to uh, seek to move that forward mm-hmm. so that they might become safe in that area? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think what I'm hearing, and tell me if this isn't right, I think I'm hearing to be curious about what's causing them to behave that way. Right. Therefore, being a student, you know, right. of your spouse and mm. then to be, you didn't say this, but using the other term, you know, being direct and saying, right, is the need behind this mm-hmm. fill in the blank, right? Is what you're needing from me fill in the blank, right? And then there's a decision point. Well, that's not for me to meet that need or, right, you know, so I think we're, we're sort of dancing around this topic of boundaries. Yes, we are. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, 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 it's kind of all, right? Yes. So yeah. t- talk to me about how boundaries play into safety, how to set them, how to receive them, how to know when. Right. T- talk about that. Well, you know, and so I think that for some people that's a hard thought, right? I, I think first it comes with the knowledge of actually knowing what, what do you need mm-hmm. and what is safe, mm-hmm. right? And so if someone, say, with a boundary, and this may sound like a simple boundary, but if someone, a person in your life, tries to actually solve a problem by lying about it, mm. right? Where for them that's a solution mm-hmm. as opposed to, something that happens in there, a lie occurred in the middle, uh, where they were afraid Mm -hmm. or whatever, not treating it as a solution. Right. Mm -hmm. If I just, if you just don't know, it won't bother you. Right. So I'm just going to lie. That's the solution to the problem. So if you knowing what it is, right, what's the problem here and saying, okay, for, for this relationship to be safe, for this relation to be healthy, then this is what I need from you. I need you to tell the truth. Be honest. To mm-hmm. be honest and open. And to us to practice, right, how we respond to that and what what we can do. Now, if a person camps on that as, no, this is, you know, if you just don't know, if you just don't know, then it won't bother you and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Then that's a relationship that's not going to move forward, mm-hmm. right? That's not going to be a safe relationship. And so sometimes the boundary is is to actually distance yourself from that relationship. Wow. And in marriage, what does that look like? Well, I mean, I think it might sometimes look like, uh, on the one hand, there's going to be more openness, uh, at least availability to see what's happening with the finances, right? Okay. And so that if we, you know, know that, that this is something that you tend to mismanage and lie then we have to create some other solutions. Thankfully, we have with technology, we can right, right. engage in that. And if it's relationship-wise and um, having inappropriate relationships, mm. 
right, and lying and kind of regularly engaging in them, well, then that comes to challenge the very fabric of the marriage. Right, it does. So there are some times when there's tactical responses and other times when there's a human emotion and a repair. I mean, lying Mm -hmm. is lying, and so there's a breach of trust, and so there needs to be repair work done. But how the repair work is done might Mm -hmm. be different based on either way. the The point that you're making is, Honesty is required right, to set proper boundaries and for emotional safety in a relationship, honesty. Right. Yes. And you are putting these boundaries in place for the possibility that your relationship could be repaired and could thrive. Mm-hmm. And it's not simply what you want, but it is for the well-being of this person mm-hmm. that to let a you know weakness go uh, with financial or with the with the lying or the relationships is giving that person almost to uh, it's like giving up right it's like saying i'm going to i'm giving you over to your frailties right right and not to ask for change is bad for them mhm mhm wow what else you know i think some of the times it's it's maybe can think about in terms of you know, how a person treats you. And let me, let me think in terms of like some statements here, like unsafe versus safe. So an unsafe, your partner is dismissive of your feelings and pushes you to suppress your own emotions, right? A safe partner accepts your feelings and allows you to fully express them, Mm -hmm. right? In communication, your partner, uh, your partner's communication is uh, unclear and they're safe or inconsistent and they tend to avoid important conversations. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then a safe partner is always eager to communicate their feelings, their needs and thoughts in an honest and clear way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's go to the next one. An unsafe, your partner gets defensive, angry, and frustrated whenever you tell them they did something wrong or made a mistake. Mm. Versus safe, your partner takes responsibility for their actions, admits their mistakes, accepts your feedback, and tries to clean up the mess. Yeah, that's a... A safe person not only admits error, they try to fix mm-hmm. what they've broken, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so there's some kind of, sometimes it helps to think of them in terms of contrasting to each other right, right. about what a safe person is like. Uh, maybe you find yourself a little bit in these, so maybe you're getting a little bit nervous when you hear that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there are times when you're defensive. That doesn't mean you're you never take responsibility, but that's something we're all working, we can work towards greater ownership. Mm-hmm. And so that may be a way we have to work on being safe ourselves. Mm. Let's see another one. Your partner acts like you're inferior to them. They try to influence and control your relationship without taking your feelings and needs into consideration. That would be really unpleasant. Right. To be thought of as inferior. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around and think like, uh, how many times has that crossed our minds when, you know, making a decision or, well, you just don't know, or, mm-hmm. you know, that can, it can leak in in ways that we're uh, not aware of. So safe, your partner recognizes you both have different strengths and weaknesses, respects and meets your needs to the same degree you meet theirs and doesn't try to dominate your relationship. That's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the desire and the willingness to accept differences is is huge. Mm-hmm. In fact, getting married 
you know, people think that they're so much alike, but they're actually right. more different than they could possibly know. Right. And they're more different than they're going to be alike. Right. And those differences are not a threat to the relationship. Right. And so you have to be able to, it's important to accept those differences, both your strengths, their strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. and not accept when someone thinks of you or treats you as inferior. Right. It's so interesting, these statements that you're making, because in order for someone to be in a relationship that's safe, it requires both directions. So Mm -hmm. being these things for that person that you're describing, as well as that person being, and that requires two people owning their role in the relationship. And the reality is, if one is unsafe, the relationship is. Right. So that's the tricky part when Mm -hmm. we're talking about finding connection and love. And, you know, of course, where you and I sit, we see couples and they're not coming Mm -hmm. to us because Mm -hmm. their relationship is perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise Mm -hmm. they're not coming to us. So we sit in a different place. We see the relationships where, you know, one is working to create safety and the other one has not been or, you know, the beauty Mm -hmm. is when they both want to be safe. Right. And find the connection. Right. And so they're willing to pick up the tools and begin to work and make changes and take responsibility and and be curious instead of judgmental and just accepting the person. Right. All these things that you're describing, the difficult ones are the ones where one wants this connection Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. and the other one's not coming to the table. Right. And that and therein is it's like the age old question the most difficult times. It's like when, and even they may say it, Mm -hmm. but they're not picking up any of the tools. They're not taking responsibility. Right. They're not doing the inner work. They're, Mm -hmm. they're trying to dominate Mm -hmm. all of these things. Right. They say it, but the behavior is very different. Those are the times that, gosh, that's when it gets so tricky. Right. Because when two people want it, you know, there's resources. We can go through this. We can recommend the resource. We can Mm -hmm. walk them through. Mm -hmm. We can give them the tools. But when one does and one doesn't, right? that's when it's, you know, and for friendships, you know, it's like, okay, that's the boundary mm-hmm. and you might become a dose friend. I see you only during times when I'm emotionally healthy enough right. to know what I'm walking into. Right. Or you might become a ministry friend because mm. I'm the one pouring out to you. So therefore I will see you during my ministry times right. versus during the times that I've set aside for rest and replenishment. You know, right. or this relationship is completely unhealthy. And so I'm now therefore going to mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I'm going to continue the friendship. So friendship is so different than marriage right? because of the options and sure. people feel so trapped. And so I, I want to recognize it and then kind of ask, this is the hard, the hard question, which is if a, a listener is saying I'm wanting it, but my spouse doesn't see it or says it, but isn't doing it. Or doesn't right. want it, now what? Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I think that that's actually key, and I wanted to make sure I hit that, is unsafe people aren't people who don't apologize, because they will. Mm-hmm. They will apologize. Right. But they don't take the steps to make changes. Right. And so that's important to recognize. So I have a person here who is either going to choose to stay unsafe Mm-hmm. And I need to consider what are the under, maybe if there are some motivations or is there something there in the way that that person's willing to accept and therefore make changes? Or is this a person 
who is going to continue at this point is committed to that path by their behavior, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, I tell people you have to believe the behavior, right? Not the words, not the words, right? Right. What they do is is really really important, mm-hmm. and and so you may find that this is a person who they're they're not going to offer closeness and belonging and the intimacy that you want because they're not they're not going to be safe. Now we're not we're, we're talking about emotional safety. We're not right. talking about physical. Correct. Right. Because if this if this were a discussion about physical safety, we would be saying, you know, physical safety is right. Key. Get safe. Don't. Right. You don't just stay and wonder and hope. You you, right. you safety is key. The right. difference with and but emotional safety is as important as physical safety. It's just different, right? Right. So what does the person do if mm-hmm. over time the behavior is showing? That they're not emotionally safe. Right. Yeah. And this is in a marriage. Right. And I think that, one, you don't want to look anyway to the marriage for the only meeting of your emotional needs. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's regardless. Correct. Right. Regardless of whether or not this person is safe. That you are built for community. Right. And not just one a community of two. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I would say that, you know, you're going to need to look towards your friendships, mm-hmm. right, for your emotional needs mm-hmm. to, be, to be met. I'm assuming that, you know, at this point you, ha- you have asked your spouse to engage in counseling with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do, but again, the steps don't, mm-hmm. don't move you forward. And so at that point you're going to need to sort of step back and recognize and uh, that uh, you can't keep putting yourself in a position. Mm-hmm. So, you know, an example of you're you're at a grocery store and you're checking out, and your your spouse begins to berate the checkout the clerk. You may simply need to leave without your without your spouse and sort of leave that space and mm-hmm. not be present for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you may come back later and apologize. Right. Uh, to the clerk, but you know, not being party to it mm-hmm. and stepping away of, I'm not okay with this and I'm not going to support you mm-hmm. uh, when you're behaving this way. Right. Uh, and I think so that um, there's a book, which I really enjoy. And I think it's a great book by Jan Silvis and it's called foolproofing your life. Right. So she's using the terminology of an unsafe person mm. to be like a fool. Okay. Yeah. And mm. yeah. <laughs> and how do you respond to and handle this the presence of this fool in your life wow i know hard words right 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 and how do you set those boundaries this is such a a tender topic right because Mm -hmm. ultimately it's not for other people to meet our needs it's for us to find ways to meet our own needs you know finding our needs our emotional needs be met first in god right and then he uses people you know to meet Mm. those needs but ultimately we can't just look to our spouse to meet our emotional needs if they're not safe that's a whole nother level right but it's a fine point to say look to your friendships because that can be dangerous yes that's a dangerous place to send someone when they're in that vulnerable space looking for connection Right. Um, and what does that friendship look like and how right. does that friendship evolve? And it's such a dangerous space, you know, to be in. Right. So I guess what I would I, like, well, first of all, know that God didn't design our spouse to be our 
healer or the right. meter of all of our emotional needs. So that's an unrealistic expectation sure. to put on them. But w- that next step when the spouse isn't emotionally safe, right? then it's important to put a boundary up so that mm-hmm. there isn't mm-hmm. continual mm-hmm. harm, uh, emotional right. harm done. Right? right. And so at that point, who can you connect to that is safe because right. God did create us for connection. Mm-hmm. And so th- mm-hmm. there's very specific pieces to look at in this process, right? Right. To know that, yep, I have to put a boundary up, which means if right. the spouse becomes accusing or demanding or to say, I- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm finished with the conversation. Right. And I'm, I'm not going to continue in it because it's right. harmful to, to me. Right. You know, or. And if, you, you may, you may have to leave mm-hmm. if the person will won't cooperate with ending mm-hmm. the discussion or the conversation mm-hmm. yeah it may even go to that point of well i'm i'm gonna go to go get groceries now right <laughs> this is such a tender it space is. you know mm-hmm. so i know we're, we're we're running out of time and so i what i want to do is sort of i know we've like i feel like we've opened and for people that are listening leaning in sort of right. potentially opening up some wounds right and just mm-hmm. like leaving them here. And so what I right. really want to do is say, if you're there and you're like leaning in and you're saying, what am I supposed to do? I, I'm in this spot. This is me. Mm-hmm. You're describing me. Right. I want to ask you to call us so that we can walk with you Absolutely. through this process. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be us. Call your counselor, you know, who your trusted counselor is or your trusted therapist is so that, and, and this is the time when I say it's not for a friend. It is for a therapist right. because- you know, friends come along and encourage, they don't necessarily get to that underlying piece. So right. if this is you and you're leaning in and you're like, that's me and I don't know what to do, then it's probably time mm-hmm. to say, I need to reach out and say, I, I feel stuck right. and I'm not sure what to do. And so please reach out to us. Don't, don't try to walk this alone because there's lots of directions and there's so right. many scenarios right. that we can't sit here and, and say, mm-hmm. I can't say to Mike, well, well, how do you know when it's time to leave? Like, because there's too many scenarios right. to have a blanket statement. Right. Um, what we do know is safety is key. We know that boundaries are necessary. And those that's the point of this. Watch for the signs. And when you know it, then reach out right. to know what to do. Right? Yeah. So do you have specific, I've, I heard, I've heard you mention a couple of things. Do you have specific resources that you'd like us to right. put in the show notes for yeah. people who want to, to learn more? Absolutely. I mean, I think the book Safe People by mm-hmm. Dr. Henry Cloud, and I believe Dr. Townsend is part of that too. Mm-hmm. And then also the what, book I mentioned earlier by Jan Silvis, Foolproofing Your Life. Those are two good ones. Yeah, two really good ones to kind of, they're trying to walk you into both how to think about the person uh, I think the challenge we can have is like we want to make the person like black or white, like mm-hmm. all bad, mm-hmm. which isn't helpful. But it's important to recognize that there are places when, you know, that a person is unsafe where you're going to need to make choices, right. emotionally unsafe choices about which are boundaries for you to have to execute that you wouldn't have wanted to do ever. Right. right. But you need to and are important for your well-being and theirs. Right. And I'm going to add that nine lies that'll destroy your marriage book Yeah, simply because I think sometimes we do expect so Mm -hmm. much from our spouse Mm -hmm. and that's not one of the foundational truths that keep a marriage together. And so I think that's an important one for people to look at as well. So, well, Mike, I I do, I feel like we've just opened Pandora's box and time's up. So 
But thank you for joining us. Definitely giving so a lot here. of information. I, uh, Like I said, I just want the listeners to really reach out if this is the space that they're in. We want, you know, we were created to find connection, to be in community, and to know that we are loved. And so we, we know that at the core, um, to true. find connection and to find love. And so that's really the point and to not look for that in false ways and unsafe people. Right. And so that's really the, the point of this. And so reach out, reach out to Mike, especially if you have some of these hard questions that he's opened up for you and you'll hear from Mike again in our, our next series that we'll do next month as well. So I'm glad you'll be back for that, Mike. Can't wait. And that's all for now, folks. If you have any questions, definitely you can contact our care line by sending us a text or calling us and Until later, uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.